0: want to make sure that you're doing that safely, that you're doing it and having a checklist of different things to be able to think through before you make that jump. Now, hear me. I'm not saying don't make that jump. And I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not trying to hold you into any type of toxic relationship. But what I am trying to say is let's make sure we do it the best and effectively in the safest way possible. If you guys haven't had a chance to be able to watch the first part of this video about leaving a toxic partner, check out the video that came out earlier this morning. I want, to, I want you to be able to look at that. It's kind of like part one. In that, we touch on a couple different things. We touch on um, consider your partner's past behavior, backsliding, controlling your assets, choosing an attorney that knows narcissism, narcissism avoiding narcissistic attorneys, and documenting abuse. So first out of, out of first six out of 12 things that I want you to really like consider and think through. In this section, we're going to be diving in and talking through six more. So this is what we were looking through, The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. It's a very great book. It's a good one to be able to give you just practical tips and tools of, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what you're going through. So I to dive in real quick. Number seven, it says, don't let guilt dictate your decisions. Especially if your partner uses passive aggressive forms of manipulation, he or she may attempt to use guilt to get you to agree to unreasonable terms. When you guys are dividing your assets and determining child custody, your partner may try to guilt you into accepting inequitable arrangements or giving away what is rightfully yours. A lot of times you get into a relationship, you start to break up from a narcissist, and it gets really, really, really messy. That's because when it comes down to it, they don't care about you. They don't care about the relationship. Oftentimes they care about either their image or they care about money and typically money to support their image, okay? And so what you have is when you get down to the place of where you're dividing up stuff, where you're separating all these different types of stuff, where you're separating and agreeing for different child custody, that they will do anything and everything, including guilt tripping you to make you feel bad so that they get more, so that they do this. Now, there's times where I coach people like, hey, in this particular situation, take what you can because you just want to get out. Okay. In other situations, you can be like, Hey, like, no, like that's mine. This is yours. This is what I'm fighting for. And that is totally fine too. You have to be able to adjust and look at the situation to see what is the best result that I can get out of this. What is the best result for kids? If they're involved, what is the best result to resolve this quickly and not have it drag out for years and years and years? Because narcissists, unfortunately are known to drag those out. So biggest thing here though, is don't let guilt dictate those decisions. Don't let what they're saying put you down so that you end up doing something that's going against your gut, that's going against what you know is right. So please be careful of that. Number eight, have a place to go. Even if you plan to keep your home, you should be prepared to leave if the narcissist refused to go or gets violent. Have a place you can go with your children, animals, and important belongings, including family heirlooms, um, and other items. Don't underestimate what the narcissist is capable of. In extreme cases, narcissists seize assets, destroy property, and take or even harm kids and pets. Okay, so it's just thinking through. We're building an exit strategy, we're building a plan of what's going to happen. You might be in a relationship with a narcissist and you guys own the same home or you're in the same apartment. And at that point, it's going to be the best idea for you to pack up really quick when they're at work or whenever and get out. Okay, go stay with friends, go stay with family, whatever you need to do to be able to get out of that relationship. I've had people be like, I don't have anybody. Okay, well, make friends, start to interact with people. I know several people that have moved out and have went to a homeless shelter for a period of time until they got back on their feet. Is that ideal? No. Like, is that what everybody wants to do? No. But depends on your situation. Sometimes the situation calls for just getting out as quick as possible. Now, let's talk about the situation. Maybe you are in your own home and the narcissist would come and visit or the toxic person would come and visit as they please or they probably made you go to their place because they don't want to be inconvenienced and you're not sure what's going to happen. You're not sure the fallout, maybe because of their past or how they've reacted. A lot of times I've talked to people saying like, hey, like serve papers or communicate that you're done, block everything. And then for that next like week or two, like move out. Like be out of that area and see what happens. See if stuff gets vandalized. See if they show up. Put a put a ring camera. Put several cameras up to be able to see is this person all of a sudden popping back up? And if so, now I know what kind of level I'm dealing with. But make sure you have a plan. Get a plan of a place to go. Number nine, limit your partner's access. Limit your partner's access to you, perhaps to your kids and pets. That may mean changing the locks blocking calls, texts, adjusting social media, privacy settings, and the like. If the narcissist is threatening you, stalking, or entering the home or car without permission, it may be necessary to take out a restraining order, install an alarm system, inform your children's school about the custody arrangement, and or relocate. So be really careful. You know, as you're starting this process, you're going to have to get to the place typically where you limit everything, where there's not a way for them to contact, interact, see you at all. Sometimes people can start limiting that a little bit along the way. Uh, Let's say you're in a different house, changing the locks, changing out credit cards, like whatever it might be. And you can figure out what's the best route and what's the best course of action to make sure that you do that in a safe way. But it is possible. So take a look at that. Um, Number 10, have a support team. Very crucial. Support team. If If only for emotional support, you need people you can confide in who have your back. For more complicated breakups, you may need help with the kids, a place to stay, a place to store your things, financial assistance, and or witnesses. Remember to reach out to people who know the realities of what you're dealing with. People who don't, even if they mean well, can make things worse, not better. So please keep that in mind and please be careful with that. Okay. What you want to have is you want to have an emotional support team. You want to have people in your life. that are going to help build you up. They're going to help you continue on to the next level. Cause that's what is so important in this moment. It's going to get worse. It's going to get harder. It's going to get messy. And you're going to need to have those people around you who can help support you, who can help lift you up. If you have those people in your life that they're just like, what's the problem? Just leave. You don't need those people in your life. Find new friends, find new family, find find other people that can help you move out of that situation and be there to help support. If you guys haven't had a chance, download the NARC app. NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's a community at the time of this recording with over 3,700 people that have logged into it. And there's a lot of people on there that are like minded. They've gone through the shit, they've gone through the narcissist stuff, they've gone through the abuse. They're on there to try to be able to give advice, try to be able to help you. But also, the app has places where you can learn about narcissistic abuse. You can learn about how to set boundaries, you can learn about healthy dating after that toxic person, multiple things like that. So, Check that out because that's a community that we're trying to form as well to be able to help you as you transition and be a support as you get out of that relationship. Number 11, minimize conflict. Even if you taste bile at the thought of your partner, try to rise above and reduce conflict with him or her as much as possible. Since the narcissistic personality is reactive, unreasonable, and prone to rage, provoking him or her will only escalate harm to yourself. I'm not saying roll over. I'm not saying take abuse by any means. So please make sure you hear that loud and clear. If you're in an abusive relationship and the person's being violent, physically abusive, everything, like get out, like take care of yourself. Remember, this list is talking about, hey, as you're getting to the place, as you're building your exit strategy, as you're moving your assets, as you're trying to figure out where you're going to go, all these different types of things, do it quickly, but do it smart. So let's make sure you're being careful of that. Sometimes the smartest way as you're doing it is to not set off flags to the narcissist of like, hey, I'm getting ready to walk away. Sometimes that'll increase the abuse. Sometimes that'll make them worse. Sometimes they'll lash out even more. So please be careful of that. And sometimes when people get to the place where they can minimize that conflict, where they can say, hey, like, it's okay. Like, like I don't like what they're saying to me. I don't like what's happening, but I'm going to limit what I'm saying back. I'm going to limit how I react to what they're doing Because I have a plan and I'm going to get out. That's what you have to think of. You have to think of that long-term thing of what am I going to be doing in the next month? What am I going to be doing in the next week to be able to get out of this relationship? Okay. All right. Number 12 says, think before you act. Resist the impulse to react or jump to decisions. It may be tempting to give up things like belongings, assets, or even custody rights so you can end the unpleasantness now. But you and your kids will have to live with those choices, perhaps for the rest of your lives. Instead, give yourself time to think things through and consider the long term picture and consult with people you trust before taking any important steps in the separation and divorce process. Okay, so think through these because it's very crucial. It's very crucial for you to learn and work on setting up a plan and making sure that you can get out. Okay, gives a small illustration here. I'll read it real quick. The Pitbull Lawyer, it says. When Sally decided to leave her 35-year marriage, she hired a lawyer who had a reputation of being a pitbull. I needed someone to stand up to my rich husband and his lawyers, and I thought this guy would fight for me. Not wanting to rock the boat and believing it was the price she had to pay for getting an aggressive lawyer, Sally ignored warning signs about him, such as not taking her calls, raising his fees when he learned she had personal savings, I realized too late that yet another narcissist had walked into my life. I used all my savings to pay him and end up with nothing in the divorce." Please be careful. As you're getting out of these relationships, please be careful that you're being wise about it, that you're thinking carefully, that you're making a plan. If you haven't had a chance, watch the video the before, but there's 12 things to think through, plan, and purposely like, gear yourself towards so that you can get that freedom.